interviewing is just really all about selling yourself and pitching yourself, but also like you said, being able to read the situation and understand what they need and then match what you might have that can fit what they need. Welcome to the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of the local real estate market. Join us as we chat with industry experts, uncovering tips, trends, and strategies to help you navigate Maryland's real estate landscape. Get ready to elevate your real estate game. Let's dive in. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for turning into another episode of Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Healy. And today, I'm so excited. We have Krista Dempsher with, with us today. Thank you so much, Krista, for coming on and willing being willing to be interviewed. Yes, thanks for asking me, Jennifer. I'm very excited. Absolutely. So we met through Michelle Lenkhauser with Compass Home Group up in Hartford County uh, last year. And mm-hmm. you um, helped come into a lunch and learn that uh, we were hosting. And you came and drop some major knowledge on the agents that we had, 50 agents in this room uh, for a lunch and learn. And what you are teaching is nothing that I had ever been exposed to in the marketing that I've been doing in the last 15 years. And it was like, to me, not to be cliche, it was a mic drop moment. Like the nuggets that you were given out, I was just like feverishly writing notes. And I know that I wasn't the only one um, at the tables because there were so many tables. And you have a very unique gift. And I would like if you would mind sharing your gift of your company and what you do to oh, our audience. Thank you so much. I loved being at that Lunch and Learn. You know, of all of the things that I do in my business, I host a podcast, I coach entrepreneurs one-on-one and in small groups, talking and teaching in front of a larger group, a workshop or keynote style is one of my favorites. So I loved that opportunity. You know, my company is called Acorn and it really was born out of my own early entrepreneurial struggles. So I became an entrepreneur in 2010 and when I... I was selling accessories. And when I began that business, I just assumed that the product would be good enough that it would quote unquote sell itself, right? I thought if I can just get this in front of enough people, things will kind of take off. And I wasn't wrong in the beginning. In the beginning, I think with most new businesses, there is some good momentum and people are excited and want to support you. But pretty quickly that peters out. And that is where your skill of being able to market and sell not only your product or your service in in real estate terms, but yourself really comes into play. And I was not very good at that. So my background is in counseling and I really thrive on personal connection and I thrive on getting to know someone and kind of unpacking all of the stories and help somebody create clarity. And I just did not see how that translated into sales. However, my husband at the time, well, not my husband at the time, he's still my husband, but (laughs) at that time, my husband was working in sales at that point for, I don't know, five or six years. And I would always complain to him about, gosh, I'm just not good at this and I can't sell anything. And why is everybody better? And, you know, you start to create all these excuses and like unseen advantages that you imagine other people have and you don't. And 
I think he just got tired of listening to me month after month. And and one day we were sitting on the couch after like binging some Netflix shows late at night after our kids went to bed. And he turned to me and was like, listen, Krista, I love you, but I am going to tell you the problem is you don't really understand what sales is and you don't know how to sell yourself. And it was mm. talk about a mic drop moment. That mm. was a mic drop moment for me. Oh yeah. And he was like, wait, what? I was mad, <laughs> you know, stormed off to bed. Like, Who the, how dare you say that to me? But I was mad because it was true. I mean, I really didn't understand that. And what I was doing was like plastering photos on Facebook and sharing like, you know, the cute earrings or the necklace. And I, there was no personality there. There was no connection. There was no emotion. And because what we know is people by people, people connect with people before they are going to pay attention to what you have to offer them. And so I kind of got to work in re rewiring my mindset around what sales was. And it, it was a good year of me figuring this out, trial and error. And I really learned the key for me was telling stories simplifies selling. So I started telling a lot of stories and stories that had me in them, but really helped the other person that I was talking to or, you know, on social media, the people that were reading, see themselves in the story. And then things started to turn around. And so that really, you know, took me into like 2011, 2012, that business took off, um, was very successful over the next decade. And I was training a team of other people to do the same thing right at this point. So I was doing a lot of training around this. And I realized that really is where my passion lies. I like selling these accessories. I like, I really do love sales, but it's time to kind of pivot out of that and figure out a way that I can share what I learned the hard way to more people on a bigger scale. And so I founded Acorn and Acorn is called Acorn for a few different reasons, but the most simplest is really it goes back to that quote, mighty oaks from tiny acorns grow. And that is the foundation of everything that I teach and believe when it comes to social media marketing or helping entrepreneurs how, learn how to sell we kind of want to clear away all of like the shiny objects that are thrown our way and the mm. quick tricks and strategies. And we got to get down to you. Mm -hmm. Who are you? What makes you different? Because your different is better than better. And when you can feel really solid in you, your difference and your unique value, everything will flow from there. So Acorn now, um, I serve clients in a few different ways. I do some one-on-one -on -one coaching. I do strategy through consulting actually with my husband. We have a podcast with my husband. It's all very ironic because <laughs> of the tipping point moment, you know, over a decade ago. And um, something that I'm getting into a lot more is speaking and workshops um, to get to people even on a larger scale. I bet. I bet. Do you want to take a moment and plug your podcast so that listeners yes. can uh, tune in if they have the ability and tell them a little bit of if we can deviate for a moment and go into uh, a little explanation about what your podcast does and what kind of um, shows you have? Yeah, absolutely. So the podcast is called She Sells, He Sells um, because it is hosted by she, that's me, my, and then my husband, Brian. And so the podcast was really born out of this, this 
thing that we realized a few years into my entrepreneurial journey, he works in corporate sales, Brian, and he's been in corporate sales since two, he left the army and as an officer in 2005. So he's been, you know, 18 years in sales, sales management, sales training, sales consulting. And when I was, you know, finding my way clumsily as an entrepreneur in sales and, and finally figured out a way to help other small business owners with this, while it seems different on the surface, you know, what he does in he's in like a highly specialized biotech sales environment. And, you know, what I'm doing as an entrepreneur, the foundation is exactly the same. It right. is knowing how to communicate your value. It is knowing how to guide a customer along a journey. Mm. It is how to paint your product or service as the solution to the problem they're having. It's, it's character, it's, you know, communication skills. And so we take that approach in the podcast. The other kind of part of the podcast is really, we believe sales skills are life skills. So even if you're not working in sales or you are not an entrepreneur, knowing how to sell your ideas is going to help you, you know, help your, help you as a parent, get your child to eat their vegetables. It's going to help you as a teen parent of teenagers, like I am, we are now, um, you know, get them to put their phone down. It's going to help you, you know, if you're a doctor selling your or nurse selling your patient on, this is why this is the right treatment plan or a teacher selling your students on like, here's why you kind of need to know those multiplication facts. It really transcends everything in life. And so we take that approach. We do a lot of, um, he and I, episodes that almost are kind of like a little mini masterclass in sales. Awesome. We do um, little, we do limited guests. We're getting into guests a little bit more and a few solo episodes from us as well. That's awesome. And and I think they're so important. I know that I focused on that. Um, my daughter graduated uh, college two years ago uh. and she was trying to get um, in with the different government agencies. And, and she was interviewing, she goes, mom, I don't know if I have what it takes. Like I have the paperwork, but like I don't have experience because I'm just out of college. And I said, it was that whole conversation about selling yourself. Your resume is only a portion of what you've done. So much of it is how you interact with people. I said, and it's all about selling yourself to these people that you speak to. They are required to ask for X things on paper. Uh, so on paper, they need X, Y, and Z when you're going for a government job and, and you have to, you know, cross these T's and dot these I's, but they're also looking for somebody and you don't know who that person is. Are they looking to somebody that they can mold and somebody that has limited knowledge so that they can do, you can do it their way? Are they looking to somebody that already knows how to do the job and then can just run with it? I said, but you won't know until you get there who, what they're hiring for because it may be different in each different level. And it just so happens that that company that she went to work for um, fired the whole department and brought in a whole new regime of people uh, from Towson where she went to school. And even though she didn't know any of them because they were in the office while she was in school, brought them in and they wanted somebody that they could mold. They wanted somebody on paper that had the credentials that were necessary, but they wanted a molding person. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important what you're teaching there on your podcast, because it, it's so you just don't know when you walk in, you know, what that person's need is uh, more than what's written on the job uh, online job, for example. Yeah, it's so true. We we have a, a upcoming episode actually on interviewing skills, because as you just said, Jennifer, I mean, 
interviewing is just really all about selling yourself and pitching yourself, but also like you said, being able to read the situation and understand what they need and then match what you might have that can fit what they need. And so it really is, it's, it's all about sales. And also kind of to your point, I'm reading a really interesting book called Mm -hmm. Hidden Hidden Potential by Adam Grant. I love Adam Grant. And he cites a study and this kind of blew my mind, but economists found that earning potential in someone's 20s is has a really high correlation with the amount of years of experience their kindergarten teacher had, which this blows my mind. And, wow. and he's not because the kindergarten teacher was like so much better at teaching reader reading or math, but it's because more experienced kindergarten teachers realize especially in kindergarten, so much of what kids need to learn is their character and is how to communicate and is how to read social situations. And so they drew this link from these teachers that really were gifted in teaching those skills to being successful as a young adult. I just thought that was so interesting and really wow. kind of solidifies the point that we're talking about. It, it absolutely does. And it, it's just, it, Perfect. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. I'm going to write that down because I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, Adam so Grant, I'm coming after you. Yeah. <laughs> All of his books. I also love Think Again. That's another book he wrote. That's great. But Hidden Potential is really, it's re- I'm, I'm only a little bit of the way through, but it's really good. Oh, that, thank you so much for sharing that with us. That is fabulous. So how do you enjoy working with your husband? Now, is he still in corporate sales or is he working with you now? So he is still doing his corporate job and he kind of works in Acorn as a consultant, um, an unpaid (laughs) consultant. (laughs) He's paid with our life, you know, Um, you know, eventually what we would love, you know, our 10 year plan, kind of when the kids get out of the house, we have three children. So we have a junior in high school, a freshman in high school, and then a third grader. So we have a while for the third grader, but eventually we would love to both be an acorn full time. Um, but right now he's doing really great in his corporate career and enjoying that. So he comes in and we do the podcast. So we release a podcast episode every Monday morning, and then we do consulting together and teach some workshops together. And it's been good. You know, it's, it's interesting. It's taken some time to like figure out the balance. I'm not going to lie. It's not always sunshine and rainbows, as you can imagine. Um, And what's difficult for us sometimes is we both have similar strengths. So we both love teaching and we both love like the forward facing things, all of the nitty gritty behind the scenes that have to happen to run a business. Mm. Neither of us like to do those things. And so it is kind of like tag your it. No, not my turn, your turn. That's been tricky to, to figure out, but we're, we're, we've made it work. Um, but what's been good about it is, you know, we've been married for 22 years now wow. and we got married young. So we got married when we were, uh, I was 22, he was 23. And they always say, you know, you need, you have to like grow, you grow together or you grow apart. Very true. I think for us, it has been a good way to continue to grow together because we have been together for so long. It would be easy to kind of like each develop our own hobbies, which we do do that as well. And, and we have our separate things, but it's, we both love this work. We both love talking about selling yourself and confidence and character and communication and because of that, it's fun. And so we get to do it together. So it's kind of, 
it's work, but it's a shared hobby in some ways. Uh-huh. Uh, too. I get that. So yeah. could you tell the listeners um, a little bit about, uh, well, you did start talking about Acorn and how it got its name, but could you specifically share with them what you do um, in your business to help these entrepreneurs? And I know when I had you for my lunch and learn, I had 50 realtors in the office, in the uh, lunch and learn. Um, so could we use that? And since this podcast is really focused on real estate, could you go a little deeper as to how you help? Um, we don't have to take um, Michelle Langhauser, for example. I don't have her consent, so I wouldn't like you sharing mm-hmm. her personal business. But um, I know that you've helped out several different agents. Um, could you share a little bit about how you've helped the agents um, in their business? Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to. So what I I've always, obvi- I am obviously an outsider to real estate. This is not my industry. I do not know the ins and outs of it. But in my own experience as a client of a real estate agent, my our, our agents were Michelle and Tim Langhauser, who are excellent. And also my work doing workshops and consulting and helping people one-on-one in the real estate world. Um, really, it what what. I found the biggest challenge when it comes to marketing and selling oneself as a real estate agent is figuring out a way to kind of rise above the noise. And I mean noise in the kindest, nicest way, but real estate is a saturated market, right? Just like business coaches are a saturated market. I mean, most markets these days have a lot of people in there. And when we are one of many we can find ourselves feeling a little bit competitive and just trying to go harder, faster, and outdo the people on either side of us. And that is um, in my nature also, so I understand that deeply. But what I like to do with real estate agents is kind of strip away all of the outer parts of being a real estate agent and kind of get to the core of like, what, what's your story? Why did you start in real estate? What's your background before real estate? What? Tell me about what it's like when you work with a client. What do they say to you? What do you do that might be different than what other people do? You know, what are some topics within real estate that really excite you? Maybe they really love working with the aging population that's downsizing. Maybe they love a new home buyer. Maybe it's like a, the military population, which is can be transient and helping people through those PCSs, whatever it is. So kind of starting to develop, like get to the acorn and starting to like grow the tree, right? Like what is your different that makes you better than better? Because when you can figure that out, then you can strip away all of that feeling of competitiveness. And so it's a lot of foundational work, a lot of mindset work to start. Mm. ACORN is actually a, an acronym. So it's a five-step process. So A starts uh, stands for adopt abundance. And so it is that understanding there is so much opportunity out there, even though it feels like everybody and their brother has a real estate agent, knows a real estate agent, there are still so many people that are open to connecting with someone new. So, and and also feeling worthy of those opportunities. Then C is create clarity. So that's kind of what I just started talking about. What is your different? What's your unique value uh, proposition? What's your differentiator? Then we go into O, open up, opening opportunities. And this is where we kind of look at how can you market and sell yourself 
a little bit differently? What have you been doing that is already working? What can we double down on? Because I, I'm of the mindset, if it's working, let's double down and do more of that as opposed mm-hmm. to let's look for something else. Are there untapped opportunities? Um, what I found in the work that I've done, a lot of real estate agents have been hanging out on Facebook to market themselves, which is great, but Instagram is a highly untapped market for a lot of real estate agents. And it's also a great searchable market. It's a little bit more uh, discoverable, discoverable, friendly. That is not a, a best way to say that, but it's easier to be discovered or found through organic reach on Instagram than it is on mm-hmm. Facebook is what that's what's happening today. Who knows? These things change all the time, but right now that's kind of where it is. Even email marketing. Is that something you've done a lot of? Can we lean into that? And so we kind of identify the key channels that they want to grow in. And then we are, which is resolved to rebrand. So that is now, okay, we figured out we're going to double down on Instagram and we're going to start mixing up your email marketing so that it's not just the new listings, but you start telling some stories. We start building a little bit more connection with you as the person. And so that's where a lot of the work comes in, where we write these stories. We practice saying these stories. We get comfortable on video because a big trend in social media marketing is face to camera, face to cam. Like, you know, we, we go through reels where everybody is like dancing and pointing and, you know, lip syncing. Those are okay. But especially as a real estate agent, somebody's probably not going to want to work with you if that's all they're seeing from you. Also, they're not going to only want to work with you if all they're seeing is photos of your closings and your open houses. We Mm -hmm. need to bridge that middle with some of your voice and some of your story and build expert trust. So people know, oh, this person knows what they're talking about, but also build relational trust. So you show up on video and and you talk like a real human being. You're not trying to impress anybody. You're not trying to be someone you're not because real estate is such an emotional industry when it comes to professional, you know, the professional to the client. I know for me, I mean, I definitely cried on the phone with Michelle multiple times because (laughs) you're so invested and, you know, you want this house and it falls through and you're so frustrated and it feels like nothing's ever going to happen. And and we like, you know, we bought our home in three weeks, but it felt like three years when you're in it, you know? And so you want somebody that you feel as the client, you're looking for the agent that you're like, gosh, I can really trust this person. Like, I feel like I understand their personality and it's not just this waxy figure that is only spouting off, you know, facts and features. So we resolve to rebrand and start building some of those stories, depending on what I'm doing, whether it's consulting or one-on-one work or even teaching in a group, um, talking through like, how do you show up on video? What do you say? How do you take this big story and condense it? How do you speak to, you know, different trends? What are some like fun effects you can do on Instagram? How do you put a green screen? I mean, we get into all of that. And then N is the most fun, which is nail the narrative. So that's like the doing. And I'm just a big proponent in everything that I teach and coach I want you to learn, but I also want you to do. And so I'm high on accountability. I'm very uh, passionate about really holding someone's hand through the process and not just here's your 
pieces of content. Now go post them. Like, okay, the first one, what's the date we're going to post it? Tell me, you know, ping me on Slack or wherever we're communicating. Send me an email when it's posted. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to hype you up because that is so important too. We can do all the work, but then we start to second guess ourselves, And then we're like, nobody cares. This is boring. You know, well, who am I to show up in this way? And so I really like to see it through and help somebody really nail the narrative. I have to ask that because I am huge into accountability in my work day, in the things that I accomplish in the day. Um, how do you handle when someone is, isn't as open to accountability and yet they're coming to you for coaching? Yeah. You know, I think a lot of that for me, because of the nature of what I do is setting boundaries and expectations before we even enter mm. the coaching agreement. Someone that isn't open to accountability for me is not really a great client. They, I wouldn't do well with them. They wouldn't do well with me. And so just like real estate, it's kind of matchmaking. Like I am not the perfect coach for every single person because different people want different things. I'm perfect for the people that really need the accountability, really need somebody to hype them up, really need somebody to kind of hold their feet to the fire and say, you can do more, you got to show up, you know, that's my vibe. People are be looking for another vibe. So before I like, you know, before I get into any, especially a one-to-one -one sort mm -hmm. of work, um, I will always let it be clear up front. Like this is the process we're going to go through at the end. This is the expectation. Now, even with those boundaries being set and somebody saying yes, you still get into it and they, and people will still, you know, <laughs> like get nervous. And I had one client in particular, we laugh about it now, but she was, she, I was helping her actually prepare to, to do her own um, masterclass and workshop. And she was filling a coaching program that she was like teaching other people to do something. And so we were working together on that. And the, we were very tight on a timeline and the day that she was supposed to announce the masterclass, I was like sitting, waiting and like, where is she? <laughs> her, nothing, email her, nothing, call her two or three times. And finally I texted her two days later. I'm like, I, I know where you live. I will come back. <laughs> and she was like, okay, okay. I'm just nervous. I'm like, this is totally normal. You know, it's normal to be nervous. And I get nervous when I do those things too. You know, we all do. So I think it's the boundaries. And then it's just the persistence. And then the other side of that is as a coach, I think as a real estate agent, especially if you're someone who has a brokerage or has a team, you know, you want, you want everybody to succeed because you know, it's possible. But at the end of the day, the ball is in someone else's court. And so I try to rest easy and like, I will, I will set the boundaries. I will do everything in my power within my own personal boundaries to keep you accountable, but I'm not going to take your call at 1130 at night. You know, mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm keep my own boundaries. And if I've done everything and set those boundaries and someone is still not, you know, uh, performing, I don't take that personally. I realize like, there's probably a lot of different reasons. And so I will call a spade a spade and say, hey, listen, I feel like this is not really going the direction that we wanted it to. And I'm sure there's reasons for that. If you're open to a conversation, I'd love to hear it. If not, maybe we just put a pin in this and we circle back when you're ready. Yeah, that's that, that that's good. That's very good. Thank you for yeah. that. That makes a big difference, I think. Mm -hmm. um, you had uh, given really great nuggets during that lunch and learn. 
um, for how to do social media. And when I see, and I'm just going to use Michelle as an example, because um, I see her social media. She's great. She's just, I, I watch her all the time. And I'm just like, I just, and it's funny, I rarely do this. I'll just go through all of her stuff. Uh-huh. because I, because she's so on point and she's so far ahead of the curve when it comes to this from what everybody else is doing on social media. So I like to do a little deep dive and, and I, and I don't do that on anybody, but I just, she's offering different content that other people aren't. Mm-hmm. And I just find, and I, I'm assuming that it comes back to you. So well done. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I, I definitely have helped her, but she is, she is killing it. She's out there doing it. Um, yes. yes, Michelle and I first connected when she helped us get into our house, sell our old house, get into this house that we're in now, which was end of 2017. And then when I started Acorn, she was one of my first clients. And so it is really, really cool to see how she's developed over time. And what I will say, anyone that goes and looks at Michelle and is like, I think what happens is when we see somebody who's really killing the game, right? They're, they look like they're just a pro We're And then we feel like, oh my gosh, all I've done is post some marketing images on Facebook. I can never get there. And what we're forgetting is like, Michelle had that gap too, you know, right. she had to fill that gap as well. Um, you know, my, my biggest piece of advice is you've got to keep social media social. And we forget that we we're business owners. We love the hustle. We want to close sales. We love what we have. And we know, you know, in, in a realtor's uh, point of view, like you have a great house or you have something of value to give people. So we get so excited and we start plastering that everywhere, but then we forget like, would you walk into a cocktail party and just like enter a conversation and say, okay, for sale, four bedroom, three bath, great neighborhood, great schools, you know, new roof. Like you would never do No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so we we want to treat social media kind of like we would treat going into a cocktail party. Like we need to introduce ourselves. We also need to listen to other people. And I think that is a highly uh, missed section of social media for entrepreneurs, myself included. I have to check myself a lot of time because I'm always about creating and putting things out there. And then I forget, I need to consume a little bit as well. I need to have conversations with people Mm -hmm. because again, back to the cocktail party example, you're not, you shouldn't go in and just talk, talk, talk and not listen to other people. And as we know, sales is more about listening than it really is about, about uh, talking. And so while social media is for marketing, you can, you you might not sell a house on social media per se, but like you can start to have conversations. That's going to get somebody in your office for a sales conversation. And so you need to be a human. You need to talk about things other than real estate, but the, the best social media marketers are people who can talk about things other than real estate, but tie it back into real estate or into what they do. And that is something that takes a while to refine. But, you know, you think of Michelle and she, Michelle is one of big, Michelle's big tenets of her business of who she is as service. And so she can talk about going to do a service project through her church that might have nothing to do with real estate, but she tells that story. And then she's able to say, you know, this 
big part of me that is so drawn to service is really a reason why at Compass Home Group, we lean so heavily on serving the community. And, you know, we believe in keeping these long-term relationships of the clients we have. So when you can draw the thread, that's like chef's kiss. It takes a while and it takes practice, but mm-hmm. I think we're talking about her yes. and Tim. Tim does a great job too. Like that's where they're yes. Yeah. yeah um, just Tim's yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. It, it, more but, stuff than I see of his. Right, exactly. I mean, it's they they do such a great job of that, but it's taken years of figuring it out. And so my other advice is really like focus less on the results and more on like the process and let it be fun. It really can be fun. Social media marketing, it really can be fun when you feel like you're in your zone and you're excited to talk about the things you're excited about. What I always recommend to my clients is like create and then as much as you can, like in the immediate future, don't go look at all of your analytics, not right away. Because when you start creating in a new way, a lot of times you're not going to see the spike that we want to see because you're kind of retraining Mm -hmm. your audience to see something different with you. Mm -hmm. And so don't be hard on yourself. Just create, enjoy the creating, maybe even build a reward system in. I mean, I actually have something going on with my um, clients some of my acorn small group clients, coaching clients, and we have an accountability group. And every Monday we declare our goal for the week. And so for many people, it is social media marketing based. All right. I'm going to create two pieces of social media marketing. One's going to be a video and one's going to be maybe a static post. And then we say what our reward will be on a Friday. So when I do that on a Friday, I'm going to go, to Zeeval, my favorite coffee store, coffee place in Bel Air, and I'm going to get myself my favorite drink. Or I love I'm gonna, that. yeah, I close my laptop that. at 3 p.m. Or, or something. Yeah. And the thing I think to be real is when we when we focus on the result or we focus on that sort of result, like I did the thing, I'm going to reward myself. It feels better. But it also it also allows us to be real with ourselves and like you know not smoke and mirrors. Most of, definitely. Yeah, like, oh, I didn't do it. I I have my clients say I I won or I failed. Like, was it a win or was it a fail? And people are proudly saying fail because we always learn. You know, we learn from those things. That's so true. So, Krista, please take a minute and tell the listeners how they can get in contact with you if they'd like to know more about the ACORN method or about working with you and your coaching. Yes. So, first way to do it is just shoot me an email Hello, so H-E-L-L-O at KristaDemsher.com for same last name. You can also check out everything that I have to offer on my website, www.KristaDemsher.com. Programs are there, ways to get consulting, one-on-one work, book for workshops, even the podcast is linked there. And then the third way is to hang out with me on my preferred social media platform of choice, which is Instagram. So I'm over there at Krista Demsher. I love meeting new people over there. I do try to keep it social. So if you follow me over there, shoot me a DM and let me know that you listen to the episode um, so I can get to know you. Thank you so very much for taking the time out today to come and speak with the audience. Um, I am so appreciative of the gifts that you have provided today and uh, always from what you have 
meeting you and doing the um, lunch and learn with you and the nuggets that you dropped there. I still have all my paperwork and all my notes uh, because I found it so extremely valuable. And I know that uh, the people that are listening to this podcast will equally find that the information that you've provided valuable as well. Thank you so much for having me, Jennifer. I loved it. Absolutely. And to everyone listening, please do me two favors. One, uh, take a moment and send this podcast to two of your friends that you know need help with social media or could just take that social media to the next level if they're doing rocking it out on it. Maybe Krista can help elevate them to a different level. And two, take a moment and um, please provide us with a review, an honest review of today's episode on whatever podcast you're listening to us on. Thank you so very much. And until next time, have a great day.